puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. Puppy dog bouncing in the box like this. Don't stop, don't stop, bounce with it. You a good little puppy. You don't live on the street. You don't want no money. You want something to eat. Got your own water bowl. You don't need my drink. Take a shit and walk off like your shit don't stink. You your own boss. You don't need no leash. All your shots bounce up to with date. Bounce with it, 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 b
yes and no. Or is it the yes, Spopocalypse? It, yeah, you're right. Um, yes, in that we got a bunch of snow on Friday and it fucked up traffic for everybody. Yeah, because I saw that on the news that, uh, oh, you can't drive. They're letting one car through at a time in Spokane. Pretty much. Yeah, it was like a bad deal. I, I got ho- sent home at 1030 that day. Wow. Because it was like starting like normally when it starts kind of spitting or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. We'll be fine. But the problem is it that like Spokane puking. has. Yeah, it was puking for a little bit, and it was, like, very heavy, wet snow because it was, like, 31 degrees. Yeah. So it was basically, like, that that snow that you pick up with one hand and it's automatically a snowball. Right. That was the kind of snow. And so they sent me home at, like, 1030 because I live up on the hill. And right. even though I live low on the hill, most of, like, a good chunk of the population lives up on the South Hill, which is right. this big, fairly steep entrance. Yeah. On pretty much all entrance entrance points to the hill outside of driving like 10 miles out of town and coming back in. Right. <clears throat> and so, yeah, like outside my window, there's like a hospital. There's like a little street um, that can con- uh, that connects between two of the major ways to get up the hill. Right. And normally there, I mean, I've never seen cars ever backed up, but normally there will be like one car every 20 minutes on this road. Like right. it's not that popular. Um, on Friday night around five. I looked and I saw 14 cars backed up, which means that there was probably 30 cars backed up because I can't see the right. intersection from my house. Yeah. And so, yeah, like it was a bad deal. It took people, one of my coworkers, it took 45 minutes to get home Holy and she lives smoke. about eight minutes away. That's crazy. Um, the hill that's behind my apartment, or I guess like where all the cars were backed up to is called Lincoln. Yeah. And it's like, it, it goes up in like three stages. So it's like one flat, two flat, three flat. Right. And so you have to like ramp it up the hills to get enough speed to make it to the flats where you can pick up a little more to get yourself up. Right. But the speed limit's 25. And the problem is that n- people try and drive 25 up that hill in the winter. Mm, you're going to slide. Like, no. Like one flat, <laughs> because, two flat, three flat, four. <laughs> do you, right. Exactly. It's like, and so like people get stuck on just in the road and have to slide back down to an <laughs> intersection and then leave the road. <laughs> Deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> do pretty much but the problem is that people were trying to do that at like you know rush hour i Ooh. saw it at ten thirty, and there was already a car stuck on there mm. so i just avoided it and went to a different hill yeah or like a different way to up the hill um That's and even smart. that was still sketchy yeah because it's like you're going 30 and all of a sudden you're going 25 and all of a sudden you're going 20 and it's because your wheels are spinning under and you, you as you're going wheel drive all wheel drive right and so yeah i have all wheel drive and i should be fine right and it was still like it was a combination of we got a bunch of ice yep and then like an inch of snow yeah and so it was just like the road was just wet icy yeah. and so it was like it was like going to the ice rink right after they spray it all down yeah like everything is a thousand times slipperier <laughs> and so, super schlick but then we were supposed to get snow all day yesterday which i'm glad we didn't right but like it was supposed to be this like go get supplies stay inside for four days straight sort of deal and yesterday literally it just rained and got rid of most of the snow <laughs> well i can tell you where it ended up was it there no where we went to moscow idaho for a track meet we left friday night it took us almost eight hours zane to get to pullman which is what to pullman yeah took us and moscow's eight hour or eight miles from pullman like you can you can jog the trail between the two campuses right and we so we stay in pullman because it's easier to get a hotel and then just drive in the morning to the meet um but Ooh. yeah, took us eight out. And granted, we did stop for thirty minutes in Coeur d'Alene. But Fine. everything you get to uh let's see, going west, going west, going west, you hit um lookout. Yeah. <clears throat> and even even probably superior, St. Regis superior sure. area, um, you hit there, just dump city. Like that was like, like my concern. Road, yeah. Like you can't see the lines. Oh, I hate why are there this many nothing people I like on the road? Less than that. Um, like, and luckily we're in a bus, right? Um, but still, but <clears throat> we hit the we hit a lookout pass, and lookouts yeah. always bad, right? Um, and fucking trucked it up and over that, and that one was pretty gnarly and then we got to fourth of july and it was chains only always so scary and yeah it was chains only people were driving like fucking idiots there was a there was a hay truck right going that had chains on and was still spinning and like sliding and we had to get past it as it was like 
creeping closer and closer to the median. Right. And because if we hadn't gotten past it, then we wouldn't have. You wouldn't. And right. Who knows what that guy's going to do? Well, and so that's so for people who aren't from around here, like if you're driving between Missoula and Spokane, it's like a three hour drive. Um, and it's well, let's say it's like 200 miles, right? So yeah, right like around there. Or 180. So the Montana side is generally somewhat pretty flat. Like there's, you know, curves and whatever, but right. it's pretty flat. And then the last like five miles of it really ramp up because you're going up the Continental Divide. So right. you're going, it's probably a thousand or two thousand foot elevation. Oh, it's well, a lot. Probably a thousand foot elevation <clears throat> change. It's a lot. Like in a, in a, in a, you know, three mile span. Yeah. So you get a shitload of different weather. And normally a lot more snow right up be, at the top of it. It's got to be more than that. I mean, it's a, it's a steady up to St. Regis there, and then you go through. Right. And then I'd say lookout's probably close to 7,500 feet. Like, yeah, prob- yeah, probably. Well, so, so but, right, you, I mean, yeah. you, have a, you have a good ways up that whole way, and so your weather can change a lot from Missoula, obviously just because it's farther west to, or yeah. farther east. and too, we live but, in a secluded bowl. Right. <laughs> and so, but then... You would figure lookout's the one you'd have to worry about because that's the gap between Montana and Idaho, like mm-hmm. where the border is right at the top. Sorry, Idaho. And so <laughs> you, dude, we'll talk about Idaho in just a second because I, it's still I crazy like to me how the state that. was divided. Right. That, that Idaho would be gar- like so much better if it got all the parts of Montana, Montana it was supposed to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we've definitely talked about that. Yeah. So then when you're driving down, the pass is like, it, you know, it, people are normally pretty good about it. And that, and that road... To Idaho's credit, is very well maintained. Yeah, when they can, when they can get to it. Yeah, like the road can condi- the the surface of the road is good. Yeah, and they and they don't skimp on de icer, except right. they hadn't been able to get the plows out. So that right, so that's when it gets iffy is when they can't even get the plows right. up to it. It's like uh oh, they were supposed but to then, have like twenty to thirty inches of new snow. Is like fuck, what was that's a lot. What it was going for. Um. Well, and then, so 4th of July doesn't seem like it'd be that bad of a pass because it's, like, not a huge mountain continental divide thing. Right. But, again, you get back down into flatlands, and then all of a sudden you kind of just go up and ba- up and down. And, it, I don't know, on a dry day, the pass takes, yeah, what, fine. 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, very easy Like, drive. it's not crazy. No. But when it's snowy, Awful. it's a nightmare. Awful. It's, like, <sighs> dark. It's wooded on either side. And so you can't, like, see, really, what's yeah. coming around the corners. It's like coming down it's sm- like, Snoqualmie into right. Seattle. Exa- Dude, Snoqualmie was blocked for like there were so many spinouts that they were like, okay, the roads closed for like three hours. Yeah. Like we don't know how you get up or down this. So, yeah. man, thanks, Winter. Glad it all showed up at once. Yeah. So that was that was on the drive over. Then we had the meet yesterday, and it was like, oh, winter storm warning till ten a.m. Right. Um, then it'll snow itself out. They have all day to run the plows. It'll be fine driving home. Right. And where it was fine driving home, the the road was just wet all the sure. way like i said they don't skimp on ice melt so they got it right over there and then the trucks just murdered it so like right. it was bare roads yeah they were but. soaked <laughs> but then you hit fourth of july again closer right. you get to the top the closer there is to three four inches of snow on the road still mm-hmm. and so we get up and over that and uh we ended up making it home i think we left at six thirty ish and we were home by twelve thirty. Um, right like it wasn't crazy and that's with gaining an hour so it took us five and a half hours right. which, which is like not bad it's better yeah yes yeah. i mean you know it's a normal four and a half hour drive ish somewhere shit. around there yeah and so that's... then we roll into missoula and it's dry here like i know it snowed yesterday we got right. we got an inch and a half yesterday morning something like that there's right. nothing like there's a skiff here and there crazy. and it's so weird well, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, the right. How is the gap between the two places we're at? Because I mean, it's like it's snowing a little bit, but it's like that wintry mix, right? Like what? Like water. Our favorite musicians, yeah, wintry, wintry mix. mix, their Christmas album. Yeah. Um, and and so like it's fine out. Like I'm not pumped to go drive in it later today, but um, right. it's like it's not but a it's big deal. Okay. Um, but how is it like that here? And dry in Missoula, and then the gap in between that is just absolutely right. fucked. And you like, go the other way, like Trevor posted on his Instagram story or something the other day. Yeah. Uh, Bridger was supposed to get forty-eight inches this weekend. Okay, that's wild. Yeah. So four, four feet of snow. Yeah. A small child's worth of snow. Yeah. It I was would like say like a nine-year-old worth of snow. It was like seventeen overnight on Friday and forty-eight over the weekend. Like that's bananas. 
It's crazy too that like as a kid I would have been so excited about that. Oh yeah. But I just haven't snowboarded in like seven years. Right. Now that and you so have things I'm like, to do, that's the worst news. Right. Now I'm like, I don't want that. That means that it's going to be cold and full of snow right. and I have to shovel and fucking no, I don't want that. <laughs> well, how would I even drive up there? Right. That's so dangerous. And 16 year old me is like, I'm going to do a 360 when I don't deserve to. <laughs> I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't go well, I'll probably end up trying again. We might have talked about this too, but I was so much more reckless as like a sixteen-year-old oh, than yeah. I even realized I was. Oh yeah, like I, I think I was a pretty calm kid, but like especially with like snowboarding or whatever, it's like oh, twenty-foot booter, fuck it, we'll yeah. see. You're like okay, I'm just, and just like do air that. it out, and I'm like I was scared of it, but I was like not scared enough to not do it, right. you know. And like, and now I'm like, no, you've definitely never eaten shit off some stuff like that too. Like, I think this is the part where like. Every day where your parents told you like, oh, yeah, you're like frontal lobes don't develop till you're like in your mid-20s. I'm like, I see what you mean now. It all that, hit you one day. You woke that up. That danger like, thought oh, never man, crossed my idiot. noggin. <laughs> yeah. The undeveloped part of it was like, hell yeah, dog. And then just like. Bro, if we learn shit. it now, we'll never forget it. Right. And but then the thing is, it's like if I even thought of doing that, much less like take let's take my physical condition out and like the, you know, just predispositions to it. If I saw that same jump today and was somehow at the same skill level I was, no fucking way would I hit it. Right. Like Like, at all. It's not worth it. Like I have to actively like practice. It takes me probably three times going out skiing to be comfortable doing anything close to what I had just always done and that's not as far right. as like being reckless that's just like skiing normal and being right, like getting like down the hill in the a safe condition if right. i have to right like, <laughs> like avoiding an obstacle maybe right like. i remember um one of uh my buddies and i went up to lookout um yeah. speaking of and yes. i was i don't know i was probably 17 18 Maybe, maybe just into college. It might've been like my freshman year of college, something. And he goes, dude, come on. We're going to go through the trees. I know this sweet meadow spot. Uh, We're going to make a little trail and build a kicker into a It sounds like every trip I went on to. So it's good to know that everybody did the same shit. Right. And because he'd always get season passes up there. And so he just knew the mountain everywhere. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll just follow you. Whatever. Cool. And I'm like a competent skier. I've been, I've skied since I was, you know, four years old. So it's not like I can't do it. Um, I just don't go as much as everybody else. And so follow him down into the, to the trees and we're going, we're going. And all of a sudden we get to this spot and here is a bush that's probably, if you're standing below it, probably mm, 10 to 15 feet tall. Fuck. And if we're riding up to it, it's like three or right. three or four feet tall, like right. not very but big. So there's the, a significant right. jump on drop on the other side. Yeah. So like, all right, we're gonna pile some snow here. And there were already some kids there that had been working on it, and they had one of those of fucking like. Uh, have you seen those surf bungees that you like yes. anchor to the ground, yes. the bottom, and you pull them out, and then they tow you in? Yes. Yeah. So, the so they had one of those tied to a tree. So all Sweet. you had to do is fucking grab this bungee. Pull it back to where you start. The hill, yeah. Fucking rip it in and launch Dude. over this tree. And that's so, so cool. Yeah, we didn't even think twice about it. You just roll up, fucking grab the shit. <laughs> boom, like, boom! I'm like, I'm gonna try 360s for the first time today. Right, right now. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> over like, 15 foot throwing myself into this hole that. Right. <laughs> like, I hope I make it. Right. Like crazy never again. though that like. Yeah, like crazy that I was just like, oh, it's snow on the other side. That's fine. Like, if you take the snow out of that equation, you're just jumping off a part of a mountain and landing farther down the right. mountain by like quite a bit with no cushioning. Like, snow snow helps, but not like that much, you know? Right? No, especially if it's like on the mountain. Like, if it's powder, cool. Like, yeah. Joey and I will go up go Lolo ahead, Pass whatever, yeah. and just right. uh, fucking hurl ourselves down the mountain. Like, right, because it's hilarious. There's seven, seven feet of snow, you like. It's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, if you're like on the mountain, we were up at Blacktail for uh, a youth trip when I yeah. was in high school and they had a tabletop and it wasn't huge. Like remembering right. it, I thought it was way bigger, but it wasn't. Sure. It wasn't huge. But I also rode ski blades at that time. So like <laughs> tiny skis, wild. Your, uh, your balance <laughs> is just a little bit different. You got to stay it's a little bit like more centered. ski roller blades. Yeah. And so I came down and I loaded and you know, like you watch like a, like movies or something, or maybe it's happened to you. Like, yes, you go to jump and the ground just isn't there. So you jump you, off nothing. 
Right. You just kind of push your legs down, but nothing right. really happens. Yeah. So I did that because I, yeah. I jumped too late and was right. already in the air. So it just Oof. shot my feet out in front of me. So instead of right. just nicely gapping this tabletop and landing on the flat, I cleared the right. flat top. I cleared the downhill landing. I cleared oh, the next no, flat spot no. on the mountain <laughs> and landed just on my side on the, on the downhill <laughs> of the hill. Not of the jump landing. Oh my god! And no. slid for probably fifty feet. And yeah, I was like, "Ouch, ouch!" And then I and turned then around got and back went up and did, and did it she... again. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you know, there's nothing more satisfying than like clearing a gap exactly how it's supposed to be cleared. Oh, like so you go great. up, you just and then just slap. land right like an inch or two off <sighs> the edge of the tabletop <sighs> and just. Shoosh. Ugh. So that's the thing. It's like I get why I did it. I like I don't question my motives as a sixteen-year-old on the mountain. But I also know that I wouldn't continue to do it because the odds have gotten immeasurably worse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. That I land in any sort of successful way and don't just obliterate my spine and or whole situation. Yeah. Like, by the way, I'm referring recover. to my body as a situation. At right. This point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been very sedentary recently. It's less of a body, more of just a whole. It's a situation. It's a so We're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I was talking to the coach from uh, Idaho yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, man, I always forget how long you end up standing at a track meet. And right. he was like, yeah, I always thought I was sore after competing. And then I started coaching. Right. And I realized that I hurt <laughs> way worse the next day just being on my feet and not doing anything right. than I ever did when I was competing. That's so funny. Yeah. <sighs> So I found this Zane, and I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on this. Oh, lay it on me. This is from the subreddit. Am I the asshole? Okay. And when basically, the whole premise is: well, <clears throat> so people ask, like, they they type out their situation yep. and say the whole scenario, and then say, okay, Reddit, let me know. Am I the asshole? Is the other person the asshole? Are we both They're in the no wrong? Ass- Everybody's stupid right. here. Right. So <laughs> this one's called, am I the asshole for trying to sell my sandwich recipe to various delis in my town? <laughs> um, it says, recently I came up with what I think is a very delicious and innovative sandwich recipe. The ingredients complement each other beautifully, even though the combination is unique. I came up with a basic business idea to generate some extra money from the sandwich. The city I live in has lots of delis, old school kind of places, and also newer hipster kind of places, and everything in between. I have been approaching the managers at these delis with the following proposal. Cool. (laughs) And then this happens. Oh, wow. I hate... Here's... I I gotta gotta get this out there real quick. (laughs) The Reddit... The Reddit... um, Story... uh, Format... And maybe yeah. it's just because I read it on mobile. Maybe it looks better on, <laughs> it's, on it's like computer. Pages. But it's like very nice, concise paragraph. Very nice, concise paragraph. Okay, here's the story. A gigantic fucking wall of text. three pages of text <laughs> with every fucking <laughs> mistake you can make. And then right. one nice little concise conclusion at the bottom. And then a right. TLDR. <laughs> right, and an edit. Wow, geez, didn't expect this to blow up. Right. Thanks for the gold. I'm like, fuck um, you. I'm not reading this. <laughs> So here, so here's what they've been approaching these people with. For a one-time fee of $50, I will sell them the recipe and also conduct a training session for their staff on how to properly make the sandwich and also educate them on the themes present in the sandwich. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know a sandwich could have themes. Oh, yeah. Are these but flavor they, they themes? Are. Yeah. Great. Then I will take a 20% cut of the price for each sandwich sold. So let's just say one deli took my deal and they charged $10 for my sandwich and they only sold 10 of them per day. I'd make $140 a week, $190 from the first week for my fee or with my fee included. Right. And basically $560 a month from one place. But to be honest, I have faith my sandwich would probably sell around 40 to 50 a day given the volume of customers and the quality of my sandwich. So you do the math. Plus, I'd be having more than one deli sell it. Ka-ching. I have approached 11 deli managers so far, and every fo- everyone so far has said no, and a few of them have even acted weird or even rude to me on the matter. Twice I got into a slight argument based on the interaction. They don't seem to understand the value of my sandwich. I think maybe many of them are too proud to take on a recipe from an outsider, but I feel that I am being reasonable. We'll stop there because there's just a little more left. But the idea of somebody taking 20% of a sandwich... That's wild is insane to me <laughs> like Yo. you know restaurants 
don't have like that good of profit margins, right? Like, you know, restaurants really have awful profit margins. You know, restaurants mostly don't have they profit mostly margins, lose right? Money, right? Um, so, also, I just like the ka-ching. <laughs> I'll have more than one place selling it. Duh. Ka-ching. When I come up with a good idea, I've been using Hundo P much to Madison's dismay. Her chagrin. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. She's not chagrinning anymore. <laughs> Is a frown a chagrin? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I might start adding in ka-ching. Because it's so self-assured in right. that its answer is really good, but also asks the question to the world at large and says, it is you know really what I'm good, saying, isn't it? Right? Ka-ching. Ka-ching? <laughs> With the eyebrows and everything? The <laughs> It's a very visual okay. question. <laughs> You're right. He feels he's being reasonable. When I explain to my friends what I am doing and that I intend to keep approaching delis on this matter, many of them claimed I was being an asshole by doing this. They think it's rude to basically ask a deli to sell my recipe and that I shouldn't fight for my dreams. (laughs) I think my terms are generous and I'm really only hoping these delis... I'm really only helping these delis if they would only open their minds. If they sold my sandwich, their profits would grow measurably, even after I take my cut. Is it really that rude to sell my recipe? My friends are threatening to not go to lunch with me anymore because I have promised them I will try to sell my recipe when we do so. But all I am doing is trying to hustle. This has caused interpersonal conflict because I defend my dreams with my passion, which leads me or which leads to my friends accusing me of overreacting. And yes, I am passionate when I try to sway deli managers too. I even cried once, but it is with their own interest in mind, not just not my own. Am I the asshole? Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, so so somebody has somebody has a good commentary on this. This is the the user's Reddit or Rabbit Cohen. Okay. On Twitter and she's the one who posted it. So she says, "That's not how any of this works. For a start, 20% of the full price is ridiculous. Restaurant profit margins are not large." To be honest, I lost it at quote the themes present in the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I can easily imagine my sister writing this as a shit post and just losing her shit. That doesn't mean it's fake, though. I feel like the type of person who would go to random restaurants and try to sell their sandwich recipe out of the blue is also the type of person who would think their sandwich has themes, which I completely agree agree with. I feel like the sandwich is definitely like a BLT with Thousand Island dressing added or some shit. (laughs) And then she screenshots something. She goes, this is incredible. And somebody goes, 20% per sandwich? Yeah, get the fuck out. If it's so amazing, open your own shop and do the work. Right. And sandwich business, the user, replied... Maybe I'm not explaining something correctly, but the clever part of my business plan is that with this method, I do not have to expend any funds on things like location rental, employee wages, supplies, etc. Yes, if I opened a shop, I could charge more for the sandwich, but those expenses would eat into it. With my business model, I am basically selling my expertise and recipe and intellectual property, and I do not have to make any expenses at all. My 20% might be a low fee, but it is pure profit with no deductions at all. A low in the end, fee. <laughs> right, in the end, it adds up to a very nice income, particularly after I sign up a few delis. Now keep this in mind. This is advantageous to the delis as well as this helps them. They keep 80% of the profit and they get increased customers as a word of mouth spreads around their new sandwich. I'm driving business to them that they would otherwise not have. The income I drive to them would more than cover the extra ingredients they have to buy. Here's the deal. Sandwich yeah. shop. Sandwich business. I think you're misunderstanding how fucking profit works. How profit works. You have they to get break to eighty percent of it, Zane. You have to break even <laughs> before you get any profit. No, no, profit. no. When you sell a sandwich for ten dollars, it's all profit. <laughs> There's no in- dude. That's my favorite. Is the math like? Hey, he's incredulous that he's like, well, duh, idiot. My big brain move tells me. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly how the brain. This sounds right. like somebody. Who learned business from a Twitter thread? Yeah. Like, here's here's how it works. You got to put in what you're going to get back. You go out there. You sell your product. You'll make the money back. You can reinvest that right back into the same dream. That that goes right back into the same product. They don't realize, like, as an example, you sell hats as merchandise. (laughs) Sure. Why not? You pay $10 for the hat. 
Maybe you want a logo on the hat. Ooh, that's going to be another $3 per hat. Sure. If you get like the cheap logo, maybe you want to get the stitched in one that's not going to fade off. Right? That's going to be more expensive. Okay? Right. You turn around, you're like, hey, I want my customers to still buy a hat for a reasonable amount of money. So you go, hmm, I just paid $15 for this hat. I'm going to sell it to them for 20 because most people still pay $20 for a hat. For a hat. Congratulations. You've made $5 per hat. Not (laughs) $20. Now, some (laughs) asshole who designed the themes of your hat wants 20%. four of those dollars. (laughs) You keep four. They keep one. No, no. He oh, he's saying he wants twenty percent of the sale price. He wants oh he wants two dollars per- of the ten dollar. Oh wow, he wants which is even worse. Yeah, like <laughs> like if it was twenty percent of the profit, right? Then that is at least closer to reasonable. Still not good, right? But like closer. No, he's saying twenty percent of like oh, the gross of the, sales of the sale because he's not price. using the words gross and net. He's just using twenty percent of profit, which in his eyes, if you sell a ten dollar yeah, right. sandwich, he gets two of those dollars. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Which makes this even wilder. I'm just gonna read this one more time. The with my business model, I'm basically selling blah blah blah, and I don't have to make expenses at all. My twenty percent might be a low fee, but it is pure profit with no deductions at all. Now keep in mind this is advantageous to the deli as it helps them. They keep eighty percent of the profit, but profit in this person's head means that <laughs> if I sell thing. a sandwich for ten dollars, you never you lose keep any money. Eight of the dollars. So in your example, you would sell this hat for twenty dollars and he would get Four of them right. out of the five of your profit. <laughs> so in so fact, I, he's taking I make a dollar. 80% of your profit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I just made a dollar for a hat, and congratulations, right. my restaurant doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Dude, but uh, so wild. So they, the person continues, they think 20% is low. So any guesses about what the sandwich is? My first thought was just two pieces of white bread with Thousand Island dressing between them. But that has a chaotic energy that I don't feel like this person can achieve. <laughs> And then they said, I have made an offer. They messaged the person on Reddit and said, first of all, I do not have a restaurant, but I'm extremely curious about the sandwich recipe you posted on AITA. I'm willing to PayPal you the $50 for the recipe and themes of the sandwich. God, I love but people obviously, who have expendable income. <laughs> right? But obviously, I won't be selling sandwiches, so there will be no further profits. What do you think? And she said, if they even reply, I'm about to lose $50 and not even get a recipe, probably. Am I prepared to take that risk? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Mind, mind, I would do the payment as a good good slash service PayPal thing, so I could probably get my money back if they don't follow through. Right. And so, links to the comments. No family. answers. No answers from sa- Sandwich Guy yet. I'm checking messages every five minutes. <laughs> Come on, Sandwich Guy. We're dying. <laughs> Between this and that time a restaurant offered or threatened to heat up my egg salad sandwich. I feel like my content is very oh, sandwich no. heavy late. <laughs> right? Threaten to heat up a hot <coughs> egg salad. <laughs> the main, and she goes, I feel like my content is very sandwich heavy lately. The main theme of the hot egg salad sandwich is hubris. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like a warm bowl of cottage cheese. So Somebody goes... <laughs> The fact that he mentioned extra ingredients is worrisome. Is he using non-sandwich items in this recipe? Right. (laughs) And she goes, I would also very much like to know this. To clarify, the mystery sandwich is not, to my knowledge, a hot egg salad sandwich. That's just something that was offered to me at a sandwich shop. Oh, dude, that makes me hurt every time you say it. So she goes, okay, can we talk about the fact that if the sandwich is good, it's definitely the only good idea this person has had in their life? Right. Everything about the OP screams, this is the only idea I've had in my life to me. (laughs) It's possible that he's a troll, and even if he agrees to give me the recipe, in which case I'll get a hastily conceived troll sandwich. No update. New theory. It's an avocado on white bread with Thousand Island dressing. (laughs) It could be a peanut butter sandwich with an Oreo on a toothpick on top. The Oreo is carefully soaked in milk. To, per- to the perfect firmness so it won't break in the toothpick. Perfect. More possible recipes for the sandwich. BLT, but with Canadian bacon and arugula. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'd eat that. Dry raisins between two pieces of rye. <laughs> Just a handful of loose dates. <laughs> but it's implied that the sandwich would require restaurants to buy ingredients they don't normally need. So it could be Vaseline's and button on pumpernickel. <laughs> Flatbread that's been sewn into a pouch with licorice bootlaces and filled with mustard. Taco shell with ketchup. 
an ice cream sandwich between two slightly <laughs> larger ice cream sandwiches. American cheese with between two uncut bagels served with chrysanthemum tea. A drawstring purse full of absinthe. <laughs> Pop rocks between two peach cobblers. Smarties, but they're already inside your mouth. A crossbow cut in half and driveled with a tasteful balsamic glaze. <laughs> so, okay, there's only three more. I guess he hasn't responded as of 57 minutes ago. But if he does, I'll try and update next week. He had a novel way of frying chicken. This guy just took some food and arranged it into a stack, potentially. <laughs> huh. I just realized the stack of food model sandwich is why I've always had a hard time accepting hot dogs as sandwiches. That's fair. Just turn so, it on its side, dummy. Dude, would you rather have fucking what was it? Smarties, um, but already in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have Smarties, but already in your mouth or a crossbow drizzled with a crossbow cut in half with a tasteful balsamic glaze? I think I get more out of the Smarties. Yeah, me too. They'd be wet though, which wouldn't be good. Right, but they'd but no, be but wet from my the, mouth. Yeah, so they're already in your mouth. It's not already in somebody else's mouth. Are those flavored wets then? <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> flavored wets. It's been a long dude, time. Dude, would you rather have a hot dog or a dot hog? A dot hog is where you take uh, the hot dog as the bun, and then you cut a slice in the middle and put some bread in that. That actually sounds pretty good. I'm probably but then gonna eat it's, a it's messier encounter, but it sounds to. better. You get yeah. a better meat to bun ratio. Yeah. Because the meat is the bun. Wow. <laughs> I want to fuck around and make a dot hog today, maybe. Dot hog. Oh. This is what I'm doing at 26 as a professional person Perfect. who's engaged. Hey, you know, I'm out here making dot like hogs. Like you said, situations. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we just live in a situation. We don't live in a society anymore. We just right. live in a situation. We just live in a situation. <laughs> That's what they were actually saying in the Matrix. They're not like, welcome to the simulation, Neo. They're like, welcome to the situation. <laughs> And he goes, what, what is this? oh, no, am I 28? <laughs> what is this world run by Wolf Blitzer? Because we're in the situation room. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Man, do you? Wild. Uh, speaking of food, have you ever eaten at Jack in the Box? Yeah, once or twice. I just recently. Dude, Jack in the Box is like a mythical uh, corroboration of uh, it's a, eatery it's a weird ability. Deal. Yeah, it's a weird deal. It's, that was a hell of a sentence, too, if we're being uh, thank honest. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I went to Jack in the Box on Friday night. I sprinted across nice. a snowy parking lot to uh, <laughs> make that happen. Right, I you got gotta do it. A double bacon cheeseburger, double bacon cheese. Okay, which is what you would expect. That's delicious. Yeah, I got three egg rolls, three egg rolls, which is not what you would expect. Right, I've definitely seen those. And I got two tacos, two tacos, all in the same place. Which what a crazy deal! All for well, less than fifteen dollars. That's well. So two things. One, that's a great price. And two, um, how were they? The because I've been burger curious. was great. Right, burgers good. I knew that. I already. think Jack in the Box makes consistently good burgers. I have a Carl's Jr. directly below oh. like where my apartment is, but they've been rude every time I've been, oh. and the food's not as good. Fuck that. So I go to Jack in the Box now because yeah. it's better. Good choice. Um, Which is weird because the only times I heard of Jack in the Box were when people got E. coli. Oh yeah, yeah. and like, like. I never ate there as a result. And so when Madison was like, yeah, we went there, you know, we went there, but then also her brother had E. coli. I don't know if it was Jack in the box related or not, but it was like a very bad deal. Right. Well, that's my second thing. I'm dying. Are you really? (laughs) Oh, I was like, what? Huh? No, Zane. What? (laughs) Her brother got E. coli though. I don't know that it was from, maybe it was from uh, Costco. Jack in the box. But it was like a bad deal. Yeah. Like it was like that's not, not good. good. And so then I'm like, well, fuck. And so in my brain, I had correlated the two. So even if his wasn't related to that, and this was <laughs> right. years ago. Yeah. But even if this wasn't related to that, I'm like, oh, no, Jack in the Box is still E. coli in the box. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't want that. And so, but then I went and it's delicious. And now I'm like, fuck, now I got to risk it more often. <laughs> yeah. So burger was good. Bacon was good. not shitty like flimsy bacon it was actually which like is pretty nice. decent bacon and Had they have meat to it i there's something different about jack-in-the-box buns they're closer like it, they're almost like a biscuit yeah they're they're something kind of funky there's but something they're, I'm different. Into it. they're a little more english muffiny yeah that's actually a good way to describe it yeah um and i like that i think they Dude, held an up english well. muffin burger would be fucking delicious Dude, that would probably be really good i have english muffins right now Zane, slapping egg all these on ideas. it Oh fuck! Mm, maybe some avocado dude, and bacon. Dude, make <gasps> a, hold on, hold on. Idea? Hey, sell this for fifty bucks. Take twenty percent of the profit. <laughs> yeah, let me take twenty percent of the profits on this idea. Hey, we'll split it. Uh, audience, real quick, send us your business ideas and what dude, the profit it, splits. I would, would be. so, dude. We could do Shark Tank on this so easy. Yes, you could be the sharks, and I'll just read the idea. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, if you have a business idea 
that you want us to read on a Shark Email Tank. Us, ding dong podcast Email us dingdongpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Shoot us a message or tweet at us. Tweet babies, us the deets of your business, but in a DM so people don't steal your business right. idea. <laughs> yeah, you, if you're tweeting out business ideas, you don't deserve to have Just them. Just give them away know? for free. Hey, it's 2020. Let the Dude, people okay, do what they want. Here's a business idea between me and my belly. Um, uh, an Eggs Benedict burger. <laughs> Yo, put the... Put Dude, the, fucking put hear the me out. Hollandaise on there. Hear me Is out. Is that an ice cream sandwich? It's a it's a squishy ice cream sandwich, baby. <laughs> 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 I like the idea that people can't see this, right. and so you just out of the blue being like, "Hold up, is that an ice cream sandwich?" And I'm like, yes, it's a little smiley one. It, the, dude, the it smells like the pine. Yeah, it smells like the, uh, the pineapple? pineapple, the squeezy one. Yes, Ooh, baby. Which is like I don't an awful smell, but also right, one but it's of like the captivating, best, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if a human being smelled like that, I don't know <laughs> if I would be like horrified or like them. captivated. Just <laughs> come here, let me squeeze you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Maybe that's how grandparents smell babies. That's just like right. That's like their instinctual scent is just like a like a. Squeezy pineapple. <laughs> um, so English muffin bun. Okay. And then you take a poached egg. Right. Some Canadian bake. Yup. Some maybe some hollandaise on top of that. Maybe a little. Uh, maybe a slight paprika. little cheese layer underneath. Ooh, some yes. paprika be good. I don't know that you need the cheese though. I think the hollandaise is going to be rich enough. Right. And then yeah, a little paprika underneath. Yup. And then on your burger. Right. That's it. Yeah, that sounds fucking incredible. That sounds so good, dude. Eggs Benny Burger, dude. Let's just get together. Eggs Burger Dict, and <laughs> hate it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, let's just get together one day and make different kinds of burgers. I was telling people about all Michael the weird culinary it. adventures of the old house, dude. Like the pickle vodka. The, uh, that a was. Day. I feel like that was a mistake, but we learned I feel something like it from it. Could. <laughs> It was more of a science experience than anything. Yeah, and I yeah. say I sp- specifically do say science experience because yeah. it transcended an experiment. It wasn't. It it didn't start off as an experiment. It started right. off as oh, this is a recipe, and then turned right. into an experience. <laughs> to an experiment, and then after all of it was an experience. <laughs> because I tried it over a year later, which probably isn't for those of you out here trying foods that have been in your food for a year plus. Don't <laughs> know what I mean? Like, just don't. <laughs> Fundamentally, I felt like the decision was sound because it was pickled, right? So it preserves, and, and also alcohol. it was it's vodka. vodka, and so it's, it's already eighteen preserved. years old anyway, right? Right, and so what could go wrong? A lot, it turns out, right. <laughs> flavor-wise at least. We tried to make pickleback shots, yeah, but we used a plastic container, which I think was the first. Problem. Probably not a good plan. We used shitty vodka, Second. and we didn't put pepperoncinis in, <laughs> so it was literally just like. Pickle juice and Nikolai that sat there for a year. (laughs) Dude, that's basically what it was. So it burned really bad, but also was like sour. Yeah, it was not good. We should have gotten better pepperoncinis. Did I ever tell you that during like the last year or so during like law school, I went through a phase where I just had like a pickle jar in the fridge and the pickles were good and I ate those. But then I would just just pour out glasses of pickle juice like at like two in the morning. That's (laughs) like I would wake up. Just thirsty as hell and just crave pickle juice. And it was like, dude, it was like a primal desire to have this. <laughs> like parts of my, I tried it once as like a haha, we'll see. Right. And then, and then it was like so sour. It was like a little kid who licks a lemon, but then does it again. Yeah. Cause they're like, ah, and then you do it again. And they're right. like, yeah, still good. That was me when I drank it. Like it literally would hit my tongue and the whole, your like saliva glands open up and your whole mouth hurts for like two yeah. seconds. But then you just want that flavor. Yeah. And so for like a month, I was like addicted to drinking pickle juice at like you were two in the morning. <laughs> Madison, I'm sorry you're finding this out the hard way. Here's the thing. I feel like, and maybe maybe everybody's going to disagree with me. Sure. I feel like you think that's weird. I feel like that's not weird. Because the amount of weird. places I've been that I've just seen a jar of pickle juice in a fridge yeah. without any pickles. And it's like, oh, you should have just thrown that away. Somebody right. no, kept that have. for a reason. To drink Also... It. Pickleback shot, like if you take a shot Delicious. of whiskey or a shot of tequila and chase it with pickle juice, fucking yeah. incredible. Good reason yummy, to keep yummy. some pickle juice on hand. Right. And I love pickle juice. Like, Me too. Like, it's good. 
And so, but I think it was that like most people who are drinking it are either drinking whiskey with it or right. are like athletes who need to like rehydrate. Yeah, I was a law student, and so I hey. just didn't have either of those. Maybe you the were whiskey low was on at something. least in contention, dude. I don't know. I was low on pickle juice, is what it right, was exactly for about twenty five <laughs> years, and I needed to just gas up. You need over a month. You needed your brine to be battled by another brine, dude. It was unbelievable how good it tasted, though. Is the thing? Yeah, like. Loki, I want more. <laughs> like, am I? Question: Am I addicted to pickle juice? Maybe. Am I the asshole for drinking pickle juice? <laughs> right. It wasn't one. Well, that's the thing. It's not like I drank it out of the container and like I like poured it into a glass and like business you know, plan. Did for it the you. right way. Okay. You go in to a grocery sure. store. Somebody buys you pickle juice, or somebody buys themselves pickles. Some you take twenty percent of the juice. Perfect. And they go about their way. That's because then I don't have to expend any expenses. There's no expenses. You get to, I don't have it's to hire beneficial staff. to them. They still get right. the pickles. They still get the pickles with 80% of the juice. What are you going to do with all that juice? Right. I think it's. I'm I like, it's I want pickle juice bad right now, dude. I shouldn't have brought about it. Start talking about it. It's like Chinese. I'm like, I'm hungry for pickle juice. Yeah. People are going to hate this episode <laughs> if they don't like pickles. Why is it that every episode I come up with a thing that people are going to hate and then talk about it for like 15 minutes? Hey, I mean, that's kind of our MO. We've gotten more downloads recently, and I think it's because people, not unlike me at two in the morning, knowing they shouldn't, but still doing it anyway, right. are like coming back to this because they like get burned audience, by it a little bit, and they're like, well, audience, I got to see what happens next juice? week. <laughs> yeah, tell us what, what you crave at two in the morning. What are you low-key addicted to? And it can't be drugs, because that's a bummer. Yeah, right. Get help. Seek seek assistance. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the least counsely counseling. Hey, get help. Get some help. Stop All it. All right, Michael get Jordan. Some help. Stop it. <laughs> Rocket's been real cute recently. I'm going to turn yeah. the camera so Zane can see, and only Zane. But she's <laughs> just laying here looking out the window as it snows. Wanna, like, <laughs> just kind of like, oh, oh, how nice. Good for you. Wow, the world outside is, the weather outside is weather. Weather. Mm, indubitably. So to finish my Jack in the Box uh, Please. review. Sorry, I really threw it off there. That's with the okay. Uh, the burger was good. Interesting bun. The egg rolls are perfect. Really? If you... Big There's, egg roll guy, so yeah, and they're they're good chunks of chicken in them. I think they're chicken egg rolls. Yeah, they have <laughs> to be chicken egg rolls because there's chicken well, in them. They're good, good sized chunks of chicken. Okay, and you know, there's something about an egg roll that the outside has to have the right crunch. Yes, and and then there's the inside has to be roll. like the inside has to be like I don't know how to describe it. It's like crushed Not pineapple, cabbage, but yeah. like. Yeah, there just has to be the right amount of stuff in it. Right, you got to get the like, layers right. You know, it's shitty fast food oil. Sure. With pretty good size egg rolls. Right. So they have a good crunch when you bite into them. You can get three of them for like two bucks, which yeah. is great for me. And then it's two tacos for like a dollar thirty nine. That's and the that one was that my only issue was like, the tacos. Yeah. Well, because they I mean, were old. Oh. If, if they had been fresh. I think they would have been Probably fine been okay. because yeah. the the shell has kind of the same oily crispiness as the egg roll, so right. it's like a it's like a deep fried tortilla instead yeah. of a instead of a pre packaged hard shell, sure. um, yeah. which is intriguing to me. And their whatever their taco sauce is on it is good, right? I like it, but they were a little like you know when you have uh, like a like something fried that sits too long, it gets a little like gummy and hard to eat. Right. They were like that. And so mm. uh, that's not really what you want out of a taco it. experience. But for, although I will, yo, go ahead. Yeah. But for like 12 bucks, that was a, a good ass. That's meal. a good, that's a, and that's a lot of food too. Mm-hmm. Like their burgers are burgers with bite. Yeah. They're not quite a Wendy's burger, but they're definitely better than a McDonald's burger. I was talking about this recently. We don't have a five guys like anywhere close to me really right that's now. That's what you were saying. It sucks. Because that sounds so good. Right. Except it's but, 5 billion calories. Right. Well, and I mean, again, what's, yeah. Of course it tastes good because it's awful right. for you. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are less awful for you, though, we made tacos a few nights ago. Okay. And they weren't even anything crazy. It was literally like, okay, use the McCormick's like taco spicy. tacos. No. What? Ew. Stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used the McCormick seasoning, ground beef, like just regular, like 80-20, mm-hmm. nothing spectacular. And just like a little avocado and a little like red sauce, yeah, and some cheese and something about them. Do, here's what I think it actually was: love the the Madison got the shells that like stand up so they're wider. It's Ooh, like a chalupa yes. shell yes, almost. Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, flat bottom. And you just get a, a bigger proportional bite of everything. Yeah. Unbelievable. They're the bomb we had them as leftovers the next day out of this world. They're like the some of the best tacos, tacos I've had in a while. And yeah. I know they're not like traditional, like, you know, an actual Mexican taco. But like yeah. for food that I would make or like compared to like a Taco Bell or right. something else like similar. They're fucking what? They're good. Hi. What? White guy tacos. <laughs> Big time. That's fine. They taste delicious. That's and that's I'm a white counts. guy. So it works out. That's what counts. Like. Do I like how it tastes? Hell yeah, dog. Exactly. And that's it. That's why you made it, and that's why you ate it. Shit. That's our. That's your new slogan. <laughs> that's why I prom- made it, and that's why I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I promised you that I would give a bachelor update every week. <laughs> you did promise, me and that. I know you don't want that, but I'm gonna do it anyway. All right, for the people, Zane. The Bachelor started this week. <laughs> I saw you all know? the guys were the boy band from SpongeBob. All the guys. That's weird because it's the Bachelor, so it's oh, thirty right, women. Right, right. Get it together. No, it was Zane. the last four Bachelors put next to each other. That's yeah, no, the they're all. Was. Yeah, they're all the same they're person. The, they're basically. the same guy. Okay, he's just in different stages. For those of in Bachelor out. Nation, we got robbed, and we don't have Mike Johnson, and that is a national fucking tragedy. Is he the commentator guy or the host? No, Mike Johnson is from, I believe, Houston, okay. maybe Dallas. Okay, he's a financial advisor, probably thirty-one. Okay, just like, just a good-looking dude. Okay, and. He's a black guy, okay. which is awesome because they never they've had only white guys on that show. Yeah. And that's upsetting. Well, because the black everybody deserves a What? Nothing. Huh? I'm, I'm not going to make that. Joke. Probably a good call. And so <laughs> but he's like beautiful. OK. Like 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 one of those people who like like young just thug is a beautiful. And before no, anybody uh, kills me for that. Yeah. Go uh, look at a picture of young thug. Yeah. Or um, Dave East. No, he's like he's like just like. GQ beautiful okay. Like just like so he's built. Mike Johnson beautiful Dude he's got the dude A smile like you've never seen Okay you got a smile It's brighter it than a thousand suns Reminds me of childhood memories it, Maybe it reminds me of a happy time And I know you're quoting lyrics but I don't know the rest <laughs> of them So I'm gonna branch off of that <laughs> Blue sky <laughs> Now and then Ish. I love a warm, safe place. Thousand dollars <laughs> a month. That's what these lessons get me. Perfect. Um. So. Anyway, so we got robbed of Mike Johnson, and everybody's upset about That's it. But bad. we got Pilot Pete. Okay. And so we're doing our fantasy league. Our draft is probably today. Yeah. Our our draft is today. Okay. The team names um are. Let me see. I'll pull it up here real quick. My team name is Sneaky Pete. <laughs> Um, from the Races of Star Wars video yeah. by Neil Cicero. If you've never seen that, it's real funny. Go check it out. So we've got Sneaky Pete, because his name is Peter and he's a pilot, you know, alliteration. We've got Purple People Peter. Good. Uh, the Mile Fly Club, which is a good one. Good. And then just Daddy was the fourth one. Our friend Alyssa submitted just Daddy. And it okay. freaks me out a little bit, but it was, it did make me laugh. Thanks, so. Alyssa. I'll give you um, a high five next time I see you. So right. So 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 those are our teams. We're drafting teams today. Good. And there's a few early front runners. Um, there's the, a lawyer in it <laughs> who found the most technical ways to like win challenges, and it fucking killed me. They had to do like a race on their bikes, and um, like it was like this whole pilot crash course training or whatever. Right. And so they had to do like, find a bag of luggage with your name on it. And then, you know, go get into a pilot out form and then, or out form outfit, Jesus. <laughs> and then like run across a terminal with a wind turbine blowing and pick up your boarding pass. And then like the last two who, who were in the race raced on like, you know, like little mini bicycles or whatever yeah, that were shaped like a planes. And you had to drive like the, course of like cones and it was like big ass curves and stuff like that and the one girl like gets there first and starts going and is like following the course and the lawyer chick just drives straight through all of them and wins and then gets to go on the one-on-one date and like fly around (laughs) the california sunset with the bachelor and i was like that's fucking amazing so then they get back to the house and everybody's pissed because they're like you broke the rules what the fuck why would you do that and she was like well like Nobody said anything. And the girl who was in the race was like, I literally was yelling, you're cheating, you're cheating. And they're like, right. But like nobody did anything about it, <laughs> which is like the lawyerist. Sh- like that's why lawyers have a fucking awful name among a variety of other reasons <laughs> is that they're like, yeah, but technically <laughs> did anyone stop me? Absolutely. No. Right. Did I still get like to go on the date? Hundo, hundo P baby. Oh, P. 
And so then the drama unfolds even further because the lawyer lady had actually met the bachelor before the season had started. And she sells it as like, well, we just bumped into each other. Like I was at this thing for uh, an event and he was there for his uh, high school reunion or whatever. But the more we find out is that the location of, cause the bachelor lives like 10 minutes away from right. the mansion in the show in real life. Oh, wow. And so they were both in California and the hotel that they go to after this first big group date is the fucking hotel that they met at before the show. Oh, wow. And they like reenact them meeting. And it's much more than just like a, Oh, hi. So cool to meet you. And that was like her sign that she had already been accepted to the show, but didn't know if she was going to accept or not, so that she went on it. So she's a big front runner right now. Oh wow! There's another lady who is like, dude, she she gave the Bachelor a a painting. Okay. Like she's like, I'm a model, and also I do this, and I love my family, which is all good stuff, yeah, right? Sure. Whatever. But, um, <laughs> but like. She's like, I'm an aspiring artist. It's like, you are an influencer and that's fine. You can right. do that. But like, just be a model. Like, right. don't try and be like, I'm a model, but mostly I'm an artist because she gave him this painting. She was like, me and my dad made this right before the show came on. And I just thought that it would be like a really special gift for you to have. And it was like the fucking worst, like draw, like, was it pretty square wine sort of thing? Like whatever, like the. Pino and yeah. Vino or whatever. Yeah. Like, where, you know, Drink the, the, and draw. yeah, that's what I'm th- thinking about. It was like that, but like not good. And she just gave it to him on national television and was like a Lee drunk. And so she's like kind of like slurry and just hands it. And she's like, so my dad made me this for you. And like, I just, I thought, I thought it was beautiful. And I just thought that you should have it because the funniest part about it, it's not a small painting either. And I'm like, what the fuck is he supposed to do with that? Because he has to talk to 30 other women tonight. <laughs> just Does he just tuck it off to the side by like a bench? Or like, Yeah, last girl gave me this. What are you What Be are like, you Chris Harrison, for? please come take this painting off my hand. Yeah. Wild, dude. Can I just sit that? Don't let it touch the floor. Dude, it was so don't. funny, though, because she was like all about it. But I think she's kind of a front runner. Don't put it on the There's, floor. There's a few who are very quick, you know, runaways. Yeah. Nobody seems super drama filled yet, but we'll get there. Well, but I the, mean, the, 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 the final big drama thing, right? Right, a, right away. Well, right. Yeah, but she's a lawyer. Come on. Right. And so, um, the the only big drama right now is that Pilot Pete finished third in the Bachelor last year. Okay. Or sorry, in the Bachelorette last season to Hannah Brown, and she ended up picking the wrong guy who was a dickhead, and then she tried to date this guy who finished second. And then he's dating Gigi Hadid now. So you really, you know, what can you do about that? Um, But she then, she shows up on the show the first night when all the limos are pulling up and everybody's being introduced. Right. And everybody at the house panics because they're like, oh, fuck, it's Hannah Brown. Right. And Peter was in love with Hannah. How are we going to do this? And she just shows up and she's like, Pete, you gave me these wings on the first night of The Bachelorette for your like little pilot wings. I thought that was very cute. But like, it's your journey now. I'm going to give these back. Good symbolic move. Yeah. Nice by the producers to say like, hey, let's involve the last person and just like send him off on a new adventure. Yeah. And then she shows up to host a group challenge. Oh, And one no. of the big themes from the last season was that they fucked four times in a windmill. Great. And so there's all these windmill jokes and all this stuff. And so the challenge is that they had to like tell a story about like sex or intimacy in their life that they thought was like funny or empowering or whatever <laughs> that's the challenge so the, that's Hannah, not a, the, why is that the a woman challenge? he was the woman he was just in love with is like there and is like detailing their entire sexual history to national tv and then is like okay you guys go write one and then we'll all read them and then the funniest or best story or whatever will win the date will win and the, then the date. and so they all go off and they're like kind of weird that his like somewhat recent ex-girlfriend who he very publicly was in love with is here on the show right. now yeah and the episode ends and they're talking and he invites her back to the mansion oh no and fucking so we'll see Oh, you know, no. this for fantasy purposes, though, this is interesting because it brings up somebody like a Marshawn Lynch right. who didn't who started the season retired. Right. But comes back. Do you want to draft Marshawn Lynch? Well, he started. Can, the season is with is the he Raiders. even eligible? Then he retired. Right. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if TJ Hushman Zada came back, right. Calvin Johnson, Mazzilli, put him on the board, comes back five episodes, five seasons or five games into the season. Right. You, you're not going to waste a pick on him. No, that's tough. He's an invaluable talent and he right. has a proven history with the team. Yeah. So that's Carmelo with the Blazers. 
So I'll keep you up with your. I'll keep everybody up with the fantasy updates if they want. Zane doesn't want it, but I do. I feel like you do a much better job telling the show than I've ever gathered from it watching. You. So that's fu- so we can definitely do this then. Is what I'm hearing. Saying that is I'm, an unadulterated. Just go chance. ahead, Tyler. Playoffs. Playoffs. You're saying there's a chance. I'm glad to hear that. Did I don't know that I have tweet of the week or not. Um, I thought I had one. Now I don't want to read that one. Okay. <laughs> so I might. Oh, here's something that's really sad. Okay. Do you know who uh, KCP is for KCP. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers? Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh yeah. One of the announcers yesterday was talking about the Lakers uh, role players stepping up. And Kyle Kuzma had a great night, and Dwight Howard's been playing out of his mind. Rajon Rondo right. came off the bench and really, really put <clears throat> put some good good work in, as well as Contavious Caldwell Poop Pope. <laughs> Bruh. Straight you up, to, you don't get to walk out of Contavious Caldwell Poop. Called him Contavious Caldwell Poop. Dude, <laughs> Loki, that is the funniest because just <laughs> how the fuck do you nationally get out of being called poop from then on? Right. Contavious got, Caldwell Poop. Got, the first Dude, comment, that's such a fucking unbelievable slam, too. The first if a kid, go ahead, yeah, is, please. Plays poorly and is called Binary Mamba. Plays well and is called Caldwell Poop. <laughs> Yo. Dude, if you were a third grader and you were bullying him and you called him Contavious Caldwell Poop, guess who's going home that day? Guess who's got to get go home early because they're having a rough day? Contavious <laughs> Caldwell Poop. Day. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. That is such a brutal. There's something about the simplicity of it, too, that you know it's Pope. And I, and I, and then it's just one letter off. My biggest issue with it, I think, is that the guy had to have thought of that before. Hundred percent. That doesn't seem like just a normal slip. That seems like when you've ar- always called somebody you've something shitty that. with your yeah. friends, right? And then you're with that person, but you forget you're with that person, and you call them you that to yeah. them, and you'll go, "Oh, that." And just and hope I like, they didn't actually hear it. <laughs> I like that the correction is like just as quick. Contavious Caldwell Poop Pope. Because it means that it was right there, and they knew they had fucked up, but like it was just a second too late. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's like the there's like a comic that it's like a, a Count Dracula is giving a gift to a woman. Right. And she, yep. He goes. <laughs> that's like, my favorite comic. <laughs> it's like it's like shitty drawings, and she's like, "Oh, I love it. Thank you so much." And he goes, "Well, it's the it's thought the, that counts. It's the thought that counts, and the count that thoughts thinks." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just the the like sorrow in his eyes and just staring uh, down at the floor when yeah, he says things. Whoever drew it nailed it. Just like. fucking perfect. So that's this scenario. Contavious Caldwell Poop. Pope. Pope. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have one tweet of the week. It comes to us from Risotto Boyfriend, parentheses, disgraced. Okay. And it says, almost sent an email where four of five sentences ended with an exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. Got to find a couple things to settle down about. <laughs> that's been me sending wedding prep and planning emails is like i'm so excited can't wait to meet you blah 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 all this stuff or like work ones where it's like okay tyler you get three exclamation points out of a nine sentence email where are they going because i know you want them but you don't get all of them right also another tweet of the week from katie cabbage Ooh. says i've gotten three followers today is this what clout feels like <laughs> and that's a good tweet Guys, last one from me, from Kevin Flynn, says, Lou Bega voice. This is PlayStation number five. <laughs> bump, 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 bump. <laughs> I think that's all I have. That's pretty, that's, I think that's pretty solid. I don't really have one right now. Um, okay. I'm just scrolling really. Oh, I did have one, but I can't, I can't read that one either. This is a problem. <laughs> Dudes be drinking yerba mate, but be failing college. LMAO, focus on your BA, mate. (laughs) That one's better visually, I think. Here we go. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) This is a series of tweets. It's two. Uh, This comes from Kelsey Johnson, at Kelsey Johnson. Uh, The guilts ranked one, Catholic, two, fart, Three, impulse shopping. 
<laughs> from Lulu. Four, eating a metric cup of gummy bears while cooking your nutritious dinner of beets, carrots, and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that order is the thing. Dude, last one, and it's a quick one because I feel bad that we waited an extra day, so we're right. going to go a few minutes over. Yeah. This te- this comes to us from JP at JP Brammer. Okay. And it just says, are you fucking kidding me? And it's a picture of like, you know, when you search, search something in Google and it pops up with the little Wikipedia and like pictures on the right-hand side? Yeah. <clears throat> so this says, Kennelly Heaviside Layer. The Heaviside Layer... Sometimes called the Kennelly Heaviside layer, named after Arthur E. Kennelly and Oliver Heaviside, is a layer of ionized gas occurring between roughly 90 and 150 kilometers above the ground, one of several layers in the Earth's ionosphere. It is also known as the E region. Well, Zane, I'm hoping that tickles something in your brain, because we've talked about the Heaviside layer before. Yes. When our whole episode was based oh, around the review no. of cats. Cats. Zane, the guy says, I'm deleting my cats review. This changes absolutely everything. Fuck, I'm rattled. Okay, so in case you're not following, the Jellicles are apparently aware of an actual layer of the atmosphere called the Heaviside layer. They don't think it's some abstraction of heaven or whatever. It's just a scientific layer of the ionosphere. <sighs> They are more intelligent than I ever anticipated. Never underestimate your enemy like this. Yo. But the tweet that killed me the most was, I am hemorrhaging followers. Too <laughs> fragile for the truth. That's incredible. Dude, but apparently TS... Uh, okay, according to the Cats fandom wiki, the Heaviside layer is in reality an upper layer of the Earth's atmosphere, which would have been very well known to Elliot, T.S. Elliot, the author. Right. Oliver Heaviside was a contemporary of Elliot, and at the time, the distant Heaviside layer was evocative to the public because it enabled the first transcontinental radio and resulted in a Nobel Prize. Oh, shit. So they fucking knew about it. It was like Yo. a thing. I thought it was like, oh, a Heaviside layer. Cool. No, it's real. Like heaven. But no, it's like a thing. Yo. It changes a lot. I've heard that movie is absolutely. I've heard it's big, awful. big ass. So bad. But just like Yo. this, this doesn't make me want to see it more. But it definitely it fucks with me a little bit. Guys, tweet us your business ideas in a DM. Tweet us publicly whether or not the Heaviside layer thing fucked you up. Also, I think actual tweet of the week. One yeah. one quick one quick uh, one quick, one quick shout week. out was sure. uh, the girl who said she'd DM you nudes if you oh, yeah, sent raised her. like a million dollars. She, yeah, she raised seven hundred thousand dollars in like two days for the, for the Australian, for the Australian fires. fires uh, just by Wild. saying, "Hey, send me your receipt that you paid at least ten dollars to bucks, one of yeah. these institutions, and I'll uh, hook you up with a picture of my butt or something." Twenty twenty is a weird Which time, is great. man. Like, shout what a crazy out to her. deal! Yeah. Apparently, her family disowned her. Well, that's part that, less cool. So, well, good for go, her. Go donate to Australia <laughs> if you have a few bucks, nudes or otherwise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We well, got to go. <laughs> All right. It was, it was been real. See you next week. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>